I'm able to have fun with makeup and enjoy myself, but I can also make a difference in somebody's life. That type of positivity in the world is what we need a lot more of. Hello and welcome to Beauty from the Heart. I'm your host, Rose Gallagher, and I'm going to talk to some of my favorite people from the beauty industry about how they're inspiring positive change. Today, seeing us out in style for the final episode of Series 1, I'm joined by a friend of mine and the global education team at It Cosmetics. Obviously, I was going to do an episode all about It Cosmetics. They're a really special brand to me. I'm their UK and Ireland brand ambassador, and I get to see firsthand the impact of their mission to change the conversation around what is beautiful. No airbrushing, no retouching, just real women and men looking and feeling great. So to take us on a little It Cosmetics journey, here's Amanda. So this podcast is brought to you from Amanda's very comfy bed in the sea containers and Basically, what's happened today is it's been a bit of an impromptu situation. My friend was over from New York who I've come to know through working with It Cosmetics. And we were in a meeting this morning having all of the lulls. And I just thought, hang on a minute, if we could sneak into her before her night out tonight, this could be my favorite podcast recording yet. Stars aligned. The stars aligned. They really did. If only we had Melanie (laughs) on some kind of conference call. The queen. We could do a whole podcast about her. But, you know, we have to name check Mel, don't we? Love you, Mel. So what I want us to do, Amanda, is we both know each other through working with It Cosmetics. Yes. For anyone that doesn't know the brand, let's just take it right back and tell everybody from scratch, who are It Cosmetics? Well, I feel like you're remiss to talk about It Cosmetics if you don't first talk about Jamie. So Jamie Kern-Lima, she is our founder and CEO girl boss, as we say. Who doesn't love a girl boss? Who doesn't love a girl boss? I've taught her some real key phrases that I feel proud of. FOMO is one of them. Also, brows on fleek. Her brows are on fleek. Yeah, she didn't know that phrase prior. But I feel like all of my housewives' knowledge has come into place. So Jamie started off her career as a newscaster under super hot lights, as we would know. If anyone's ever been in a retail store where it's boiling hot, similar to that. This room is boiling hot. (laughs) I know. No one outside of the U.S. really believes in air con, but my initials are AC and it's for a reason. I like it cold. Um, So Jamie, under these hot lights, her whole life had perfect skin and in her early 30s started to develop rosacea. So this was new for her. Under these hot lights, she'd be giving her newscast, and in her ear, the producers would give feedback, and they would say to her, there's something on your face, and it was her makeup breaking apart. They would also comment on her weight, her looks in general. Now, what I find to be so discouraging is you're giving the news out to the world, right? And all your feedback is not on your content. It's about you physically. Yeah. What I love is that she wasn't discouraged by it. She was empowered by it. So she teamed up with plastic surgeons who know skin better than anyone, dermatologists know skin better than anyone, Mm -hmm. and together we make products that are not only good for your skin, but they look good. And that is what I love. We say they're game-changing and when in the uh, hands of real women and men everywhere become life-changing. And that's what I think is so important. We're not about covering up. We're about making you feel better. So if you say to me, Amanda, I have rosacea. And I don't want to leave the house 
without something on top of it. I can say to you, Rose, I have the perfect product, but it's not going to cover you up and make you feel like you have a mask on. It's just going to make you feel better about yourself. And I think we don't hear that a lot. No, you don't. You hear, you know, I think the beauty industry is the most amazing place that I love working and I've got so much love for it. But there are people out there that abuse that and kind of think of their marketing technique as to point out what's wrong with you or what can be improved or what isn't nice. And one thing that really stood out to me when I first discovered it cosmetics is everything was like a big celebration of you the phrase you're most beautiful you is on all the packaging all of the mirrors say it's time to look in the mirror and see what's right yes exactly I think is that's such a powerful thing and like such a powerful phrase that I've adapted into my life we're so guilty of looking in the mirror and going oh look at that oh my god I shouldn't have had that Chinese look at my skin (laughs) hair looks horrible and actually do you ever look in the mirror and think I look lovely today. Mm -hmm. My hair is so nice. And I think what people realize too is we do this a lot, so it's coming more naturally to us, but this isn't easy. No, it's not easy. It's not easy to change your mindset. We have such an easy time tearing ourselves down. We have a very hard time building ourselves up and it needs to be switched. Just kind of coming back to you and your story. So... I remember when I first started meeting team members from It Cosmetics, lots of them are very proud to say, I'm employee number Yes. X. You're employee number six. I know. So what, my what badge was your of honor. first job? How did you find <laughs> them? Like, fill us in on the whole Amanda yeah. story. Employee number six. Kind of crazy when I think about it because it was six and a half years ago. I'm not like, I've been at this company for 25 years. <laughs> you know, it's been six and a half years. So we've grown exponentially. I knew the brand from QVC because I was working with another brand that was sold there. So I was familiar with them. Right. And a former boss of mine reached out to me one day. I was on my break working retail in the back room. And she said to me, hey, are you happy? Do you want to come interview for a job? So I thought, hey, sure. Why not? I had done inventory at my job the night before. So I was at work until five o'clock in the morning. I went home. I showered. I went to my interview And the next day they called to say you got the job. What was the job? So at the time, there were no departments, which you could imagine with five people. (laughs) (laughs) Not exactly departments. (laughs) So it was kind of like, well, you're going to do a little bit of everything. And then when you find your niche, we'll guide you in that direction. So at the time, it entailed everything from operations. So not qualified. I was going to say... In the greatest of respect, the Ugh. thought of you in operations is so just not, not qualified. where I would put your best utilized. No. Basically, I would summarize you in terms of major lulls. Yes. So we need to put you talking to people rather than right. managing inventory. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Not my greatest, not my strongest suit. That and putting together IKEA furniture, not for me. So I did operations, PR, mailings. I was also in customer service. I was the customer service person. So we didn't have sleep at any point. I mean, sometimes days off sometimes. So we didn't have phones. So it was just through email. And then my biggest part of my role was QVC. So we would pack for the shows. We would go to the shows, help produce the shows, do the makeup on the models, help Jamie walk through everything to make sure whatever she needed was there. Um, And then it evolved to helping to create demos for products, write sales for products. Did you create the original demos? I did. That I'm probably doing 
now day to day yes and like with the demos I mean that I feel like we could go on a whole other tangent about them so I'm not going to but that is so important for QVC isn't it I mean they say the proof is in the pudding right yeah and because you can't see and touch the product on QVC as a consumer you want to visually see how it works right fine so yeah so important so I did a ton of that and then I really always had a love for education but at the time there wasn't a department right there were five of us maybe now there were 15 at this time and I would always say I want to be in education and it was like okay we'll get there at some point you know when 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 there's a department so finally there was one I'm chomping at the bit you know when is this happening when is this happening so it's hard when you're good at something because people don't want to let you go do you know what I mean so I was doing half QVC and half education and we were slowly moving me out because doing it cold turkey was too much. So I did that for about a year and a half. And then in August of 2017, I became full-time education. So we're going on two years. So day to day, I'm the liaison for all of our educators all over the world. Any type of training tools they need, any type of education, just questions in general, they come to me. My biggest part of my role now is traveling to every country to help launch the brand, which is so exciting because especially coming from our humble roots of, you know, six people in an office to know that now we're launching in places like Sweden and Finland and Austria and places that I've never dreamed of going to. And I get to stand there and talk about the brand and the product and spread the word about who we are and empower people is, is the most amazing part of my job. Can you tell us about some of the funny things in the office? So one of my favorite things in the office is the snap cup. Oh, the snap cup. That was a creation of mine. Was it? And yes, and Drew, you know Drew. I mean, I know Drew. Yes. So sometimes, you know, I don't know if anyone's ever seen Legally Blonde. So Legally Blonde 2, underrated, but everyone... Sometimes the number twos are the best. Sometimes. I'm I'm happy to give it a go. Fine. So Elle Woods, she was working in Washington, D.C. Everyone's a little uptight. And she wanted to start giving accolades to her fellow... Colleagues. Colleagues. So (laughs) she created the Snap Cup, which was a beautiful cup filled with like glitter and feathers and just like everything foofy and poofy and all over the place. So we've created those in the office and you can give snaps to anyone in the office for literally any reason. In fact, one that I read recently was (laughs) my boss came up to me and told me it looked like I got Botox when in fact it was just retinol. No. And she was so flattered by that comment that she gave she her boss a snap. snap. But I think crucially, the snap cup itself is a fantastic initiative. It is. However, I think what we really need to discuss is what's the award that you get when you've been so when you've been honored in the snap cup? Every quarter when we have a town hall. What's a town hall? We all get together as a company and talk about business, what's coming up, what's going on in the office, that kind of stuff. Just an update, really. Fine. Every quarter at town hall, we give an award to the person who received the most snaps. So there's actually two awards now because we've had such an overwhelming... Yes, we've had an overwhelming amount of snaps. (sighs) So the winner 
The first place winner of the SNAP Awards is called the Above and Beyonce Award. That was my award that I very yes. much enjoyed learning about. Because you have gone above and, and Beyonce. Beyonce. Fine. Now, we had such an overwhelming submission of SNAPs. We had to create a second award, which is called... Can, can I guess? Is it another pop princess-inspired award? Not that I'd necessarily call Beyonce a pop princess, but... it's it. We're keeping it in the family, if okay. that's a hint. Is it the Jay-Z Award? Close. Um, give him the mic. What was that, Matthew? Solange. Is it the Solange Award? It's the Solange Award. So you're equally as incredible as Beyonce. You're just not Beyonce. Do you that know what I mean? such a good award. Yeah. And what I love is that our Solange Award most recently went to Anthony, who is in our IT department. And we love Anthony so much, we call him fam, as in family. So fam has a Solange Award currently. Fantastic. Good for you, Anthony. Well yeah, done. Really well done. Fine. So do you remember when we first met? I do. Tell me what you remember of us first meeting. So I have two strong memories. Okay, fine. The first one is when you first came to the office with our dear Mel. I mean, you two are incredible separately, but when you're together, <laughs> it's unstoppable. I would agree with that, unstoppable. to be honest with you. Yeah. yeah I'm going to take that and agree yeah. with it. We are. I mean, I don't know like the UK equivalent to like peanut butter and jelly. Fine on their own, but better together. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. So you were in the office, you were filming some videos. Yeah. I Which I would point out, yes. I did not work for It Cosmetics at this no, time. No, you didn't. I used to work at a retailer that was launching It Cosmetics here. And they just identified me as like, oh, you'd be the perfect person to send over and get to know this team. And little did they know. Little did they know. You fit right in. You got stranded on a boat in the middle of the Hudson River. <laughs> That's very us. I still feel hungover <laughs> when I think about that now. I also remember when I came here to Birmingham. To Birmingham. I can do a pretty good British accent if I... <laughs> If I try, or I learned from Lindsay Lohan in The Parent Trap, in case anyone wanted to know where my, my inspiration came from. That was very reminiscent of Lindsay in The Do Parent Trap. Do you want to know the difference between us? <laughs> I have class and you and don't. You don't. <laughs> but I remember coming to Birmingham. We did a breakfast training for the BAs. And I remember you came. Which, for the record, I completely wrangled myself onto because again oh, I did yeah. not even work for it cosmetics and I was just like I need to be at that the more the merrier really is, yeah. is our motto and I remember we hadn't seen you prior to the training and I remember you sat there and you were enthralled and what I remember afterwards is you told us you were having a tough time mm -hmm. and that this really helped to lift you up and yeah. quite honestly that is what makes this job so cool. I remember that day, um, one of the things that you said, because I was having a really hard time, there was loads of stuff going on, but in particular, my cat had just died. Oh. So I was so upset. But um, you said that you really need to take stock of the good memories or good days that you have and hold on to them and always celebrate yourself and that will kind of build you up again yes you could take that whether you're working in retail whether it was in your personal life whether you were working in any other capacity that is so true again kind of back to what we were saying in the beginning and the gratitude you have to just take stock of what's good when you feel in a bit it's true and you know speaking of what we do in the office this year I created a positivity jar 
Now we're doing it just within education because it's a little more personal. Yeah. But every single good thing that happens to you in your life, whether it's personal or professional, you write it on a little post-it and you put it in the jar so that when you are having a bad day, you can take them out and read them and remind yourself, okay, it's just a bad moment. Yeah. Everything will be fine. And look how amazing my life is. Look how incredibly blessed I am to live this life. Well, it's so funny you should come on to that because one of the reasons why I wanted us to do the podcast today and the conversation we had earlier that made me think, do you know what, I'm just nailing her down now that she's here, is you were telling me about um, you've launched the Confidence in a Foundation in America, which we haven't got in the UK yet. So we were just asking, you know, how did that go? We saw loads of stuff on social media. And there was this whole amazing initiative that you did about you went on a journey and this was for press and bloggers, I believe. Yes. You had to check in your insecurities. They were not allowed to come with you. So they had to go to one side. You only bought the positive things on the journey with you. I mean, that's just, it's just really powerful, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's one thing to think it. It's another thing to do it. Or to write it down. To write it, yes. That is very To go through a physical motion of something. It's a lot more powerful. So I remember the first time I met you and you didn't work for it yet. So tell me your story of how you got here. I think it's really strange because I didn't realise it, but like every step of the way, I was just destined to come and work here. And I don't care how silly that sounds, that is exactly what happened. So my first experience, just to go back to Mel, so Mel that we keep talking about is one of our mutual, very good friends. Mel and I met years and years ago. We used to sit next to each other at Illamasqua and she joined It Cosmetics and she was like, you're going to love this brand. And she said, there's this CC cream and it's going to be wicked for you with your redness in your skin. You're going to love it. And I was like, are you having a laugh? You think a CC cream is going to do anything for my skin? Like that's just not going to work tried it at my words genuinely that is hands down my favorite ever product Mm -hmm. we ended up doing loads together with the brand and everything I tried I loved I was fortunate enough to be working at the retailer where they first launched into the UK so there were loads of opportunities for us to spend time together met everybody in the office got to spend time with Jamie who I just loved and so anyway this love affair was carrying on with them and then I've always written a blog. I've had it for coming up nine years. And they had a blogger trip at the start of January last year. That is a month that everybody, whether you are spiritual, mystical, whatever, in January, I think we all go, right, what do I want for this year? So I was kind of thinking, do you know what? I've written my blog for ages. If I actually gave it my full attention, I feel like I could do that as my full-time thing and, you know, make something out of it. So before we went on the retreat, I wrote my notice on my laptop and I remember thinking that feels wicked like. So we went on the retreat and it was all a confidence themed retreat because it was to celebrate the confidence skincare. And it was just like a life changing two days. I remember that there were loads of itinerary things. There was a bit of a gap where you could go to the spa or whatever. And I said to Mel, do you know what? Like there's a gorgeous full moon. The weather's lovely. I just want to go for a big walk in the country. And she said, fine, I'll come with you. So we were on the walk and I was saying, I think I'm going to quit my job. But, you know, and she was just going, do it. Just And like, I didn't have a job lined up at this point. I was just doing it in the good faith that enough freelance things had come to me that I'd make a living out of it. I did kind of have an indication that it was going in the right direction, but no certainty whatsoever. 
And then the next morning, Mel had said to me, I want to do a bit of a breakfast with everybody where you all kind of open up and maybe share a vulnerability with one another and share something that you feel, you know, impacts your confidence or whatever. And I remember saying, I won't share what anyone else said because honestly, it was this like big bonding thing amongst these girls. And I should point out, all the girls on the trip were from different like strains of the industry. There's body positivity girls, there was like sports girls, beauty girls, fashion girls, everything. And when it was my turn to speak, I was like, I can absolutely kind of identify that this is the least confident I have ever felt in my entire life. And I need to make really significant changes. Like, I don't know how I feel this lost in myself, but I just don't like nothing feels right. And then everyone opened up. This was first thing in the morning with breakfast. The next thing we all went into this other room, like having all the bonds, all the cuddles. Everyone had to get a glass of wine down them because it was just all so overwhelming. And that was it. Came home, quit my job and just did it, right? So I felt so empowered. So literally, I remember coming back and my manager at the time is a lovely, lovely girl. We're still good friends now. And I remember coming back and she went, that retreat looked amazing. Are you running off to go and work with them? And I said, bloody hell chance would be a fine thing like if I could I would but they don't have a job for me gave him my notice anyway and then Mel gets on the phone and I swear to god she had not told me anything about this Mel got on the phone less than a week later and said it cosmetics have got this idea for like needing a UK ambassador and between the UK team and the US team everybody's pulled the same name out of the bag and they want it to be you and literally the minute I kind of put the stop on everything that wasn't working for me and made the space for something good to come into my life that's what happened it was literally just like a complete I really I remember a lady I interned for years ago saying to me do you know what I like about you you always trust your gut instinct and as long as you always do that it will always work out and that was just a big lesson to me that I should always trust my gut instinct and I think everyone needs to do that it's true and you know I'll tell you something I was in that room (gasps) when we were talking about ambassador yes and I remember I looked over at Shannon and I said quietly this is the perfect job for Rose She's one of the best, kindest, most compassionate people I've ever met. Passionate. I said, this has to be Rose. And then they opened it up to a larger discussion and it was unanimous. No. The whole table. Rose, 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 Rose. It was meant to be. Yes. I I love that. I really think, you know, like there's all the phrases that we use, like in the mission statement, the projects are game changing and in the hands of real women become life changing. But like it was a life changing brand for me. It has been a life changing brand. Another reason why it just feels really lovely for me to be part of the brand is, and I tell everyone about this and actually some of the things I'm going to say now is why I just felt like It Cosmetics needed a place on the podcast was, you know, show me another brand where nothing is airbrushed. Mm -hmm. I mean, some of the close-up photos of me, Jesus Christ, you'd kind of (laughs) wish they were a bit airbrushed, but no, no airbrushing. It's all like real women in the campaigns. I can literally look at that counter in any of the UK and be like, oh, there's Ruth. She's on QVC with me every month. Her son's doing his exams at the moment. She works with... um, what do you call them? Like she specializes in supplements, things like that. Mm. Show me any other brand where you'd have that much close attention to detail and where it is such a, where it's such a small family, but weirdly like one of the biggest brands that's, 
I think that's the exciting thing for me about it being in the UK is it's such a kind of global phenomenon brand. But in the UK, the awareness is just building from the grassroots. And I think when you have that kind of a brand, people will stop and listen to the story. I think too, is that we're genuine for one. And the other thing is that the products actually do what we say they do. Yeah. Which I know seems like a novel idea, right? (laughs) But we're not having to do, you know, like a horse and pony show so that we can tell you your blush looks good. You just put it on and it looks good. One of the main things I want to do with the podcast is not go into products as such, (laughs) but we can't do the podcast without talking about CC CC cream. cream. Categorically, for the record, I know that there's this whole like advertising standards law now. So just for the record, don't sue me. Yes, I work with it. Cosmetics, declaration, fine. Um, CC cream is the best product I've ever used in my entire life. Do you know what I love the most about it too, I think, is that it spans generations. You can put it on a 15, 16 year old girl. You can put it on, you know, a a young working woman, a mother with children, a grandmother, and it looks phenomenal on everyone. For anyone that doesn't know what the CC cream is, this is basically to quote my American counterparts here. It's your seven in one. It's your seven in one. It's your seven in one. CC stands for color correcting, but also counter clearing. But in all seriousness, so we say it replaces seven of your everyday products, Mm -hmm. right? Everything from your primer to a dark spot concealer to a brightener, um, your SPF, huge, your moisturizer, your foundation. What I love, now most people don't put on seven things every morning on their face. Now, for someone that's busy, for someone that doesn't want to feel weighed down, for someone that just quite frankly doesn't have the funds to buy seven things, you buy one product, you put it on your face with a brush quickly, you set it with bye-bye pores because we all need bye-bye pores, Yeah, the most amazing powder in the world, and you're done. Can you also, um, just for anyone that is aware of CC cream, it comes in three different finishes. So there's like an original finish, which is just fresh, glowy fab. There's a really luminous finish and there's a mattifying finish. However, one of my most asked questions is which one should I choose and what's the difference between original and illuminating? Amanda taught me a very good way of distinguishing between the two that featured a popular culture reference and I've never struggled to have anyone understand the difference between them since so if you wouldn't mind to share your twilight analogy yes so original cc cream is like your most skin-like finish think of just like beautiful fresh skin now cc cream illumination has the addition of what we call drops of light technology which for all of my friends out there who love diamonds it's mineral diamond dust so i don't know who doesn't want diamonds on their face now the way i like to describe the difference is that original cc cream we've all seen twilight i assume right and if not you know the reference original cc cream is edward cullen in the shade fine Illumination CC cream is Edward Cullen in the sun. Fine. Glow. You just glow. If we're talking about kind of positive things that it cosmetics does, it would be very nice to also touch on brow power. Yes. So brow power is definitely one of the kind of heroes in the brand because it was a very special product to Jamie. One day she was live on air and she was under the hot lights again. She was in the middle of this huge segment and went to wipe her face and half her brow came off, which inspired the inception of 
you know, an amazing waterproof, long-wearing, budge-proof brow formula. For everyone that we sell, we donate one to look good, feel better. It's it's such an amazing cause. And I think it says so much about us as a brand because we feel so passionately about it. What I love too is that women get this in a little bit of a care package when they go to classes at their local hospitals. And it's the only full-size product. Oh, really? Yes. I volunteer with them here in the UK. It's basically a free initiative for any woman that's undergoing. In fact, they've actually got male workshops in the UK as well, I should point out. That's amazing. If you are undergoing cancer treatment, you can go and see a beauty volunteer. You know, you just turn up and have people that are trained in all different types of beauty. And you will receive a bag of skincare and makeup and learn how to apply it and use it and feel good. Everything's tested to sit well with your skin during the kind of changes and things that you'd experience during chemotherapy. And it's more importantly, just an opportunity if you are going through that or you know someone that's going through that to meet other people going through the same thing and just make those friends and connections on the journey, really. Definitely. I think, too, you hear from women that they just don't feel like themselves. Yeah. I think, unfortunately, everyone in this world has been touched by cancer in some way, whether it's a friend, family member. And I think to not feel yourself certainly doesn't make you feel good. And to know that maybe putting on some eyebrows and lipstick and learning how to tie a a handkerchief on your head is going to improve the way you feel on the inside, it's priceless. It is, I think. There's a moment in our mission statement that really sticks with me that women are going to feel great, whether it's for the first time or the first time in a long time. And I think when you're in a look good, feel better environment, you see that moment of first time in a long time. The amount of times that it's just stayed with me afterwards that it might be a daughter Mm -hmm. that comes and picks up her mom and goes, oh my God, you look like mommy again. Or even a husband that picks up their wife and goes, we're going for a drink tonight, do you know? Yeah. That there's just, it really, it is such a, a powerful thing. And I think that is one of the reasons I love the beauty industry is you, you can say whatever you want about it, but it definitely has the power to change the way a person feels about themselves. It does. It really does. It's, it's power beyond what we can even imagine. What would you say that the beauty industry contributes to kind of spreading positivity as a whole? Well, to piggyback off of what you were saying, my cosmetics professor, Stanley Kohlenberg, I'll never forget his name. At the time, this was about 10 years ago, at the time he was maybe in his mid-70s, and he taught at this college for fun. And he could tell I was struggling with school, not with my grades, just kind of in general. And he asked me to see him one day after class. And he said, I feel like you're really struggling with your decision to go to school here. And I said, I love what I'm learning, but I feel like I'm not helping people. And that's really important to me. So he told me a story about when he was in the war and he worked in the first aid unit. A man had come in after stepping on a bomb, which I'm sure was terrifying. And one of the nurses went catatonic wasn't speaking, wasn't moving, completely just shocked. So a couple days went by, she still was that way. So he thought to himself, I don't know what to do to make her feel better, but I'm going to try my best. They washed her hair, they put some makeup on her, and they put the mirror in front of her and she still just looked at herself. And he thought, wait, I didn't put lipstick on yet. 
He put a red lip on her, put the mirror back in front of her face, and she smiled. And that's when I looked at him and I said, I need to find something that I can tell a story like that one day. And I feel like this is where I can do that. Yeah. I'm able to have fun with makeup and enjoy myself, but I can also make a difference in somebody's life. Yeah. And I think that type of positivity in the world is what we need a lot more of. Definitely. I'm very mindful of making sure I kind of follow and keep it with and invest time in people that are making positive changes. Yes. Um, Are there any brands or people in the space that stand out to you as just really making a big impact at the moment? So two people in particular, Lizzo. Obsessed. I just love that she's so unapologetically her. And I think that's what we need more of in this world. This is me. Take me for who I am. And I'm not going to change because society maybe says I have to. Love, love, love. I also have someone. So she's in the U.S. She's based in New Orleans. Yeah. Her name is Ashley Longshore. Mm-hmm. She is an artist. She does pop art and she's incredible. And she's all about women and positivity. And I wanted to buy one of her paintings. They were a little pricier than I thought they were going to (laughs) be. I reached out to her on Instagram just to say, you know, I really admire what you're doing. You're setting out such positive messages for women, all this stuff. And she wrote me back a private, like I DM'd her. She wrote me back a private message to just say, if you're ever in New Orleans, stop (gasps) by and I will hook you up with something. And I thought to myself, how do I get to New Orleans right now? (laughs) But I just love A, women that support other women. Yeah. I love, in general, people who support other people. I think in this world right now, we need so much positivity. And the more we can give and the more we can receive is just off the charts. That has actually just reminded me, women supporting women. I think that's something that Jamie really instills into all of us in the brand. And I meant to say earlier, Jamie has done the most amazing podcast with this lady, Rachel Hollis. Yes. And it's all her story and her journey. And I'd really encourage you to listen to it. Um, It's just great. She's on her maternity leave at the moment. She is. So otherwise we would have absolutely had her piled into the bed with us. Well, we would have definitely requested that she pile into the bed with us. <laughs> she would have. She I'm would sure. have. Of course, she would have. <laughs> um, what one message would you love to give anyone that's listening to this podcast about how they can make a positive change in the world, whether it's through beauty or anything? I think first and foremost, stay true to yourself. I think we see a lot of people in the world, and we want to maybe be like them. But I think what's so inspiring is to be your true self and who you are and people will love you for it unapologetically you as I said before it's taken me a while to get there you are definitely unapologetically you (laughs) I wasn't always believe it or not really I wasn't always but I think as I've gotten older I've just learned to accept myself for who I am take it or leave it but I will give you lots of lols all the lols all the lols I think also no dream is too big Yeah. Don't limit yourself. If you were to have told me when I was 18 that I would be in the role that I am now or living the life that I am now, I wouldn't have believed you. And I think it's important to work hard, work towards your dreams, and they will happen. 100%. Okay. Well, we're going to let you enjoy your night out. Thank you. Thank you so much for letting us pile into the bed. Thank you. This was so fun. We still need to divvy up the Lola's cupcakes before any of us go anywhere. These cupcakes have been sitting in front of us this entire time, and And I'm surprised. Celebrate the end of I know 
very fun with a cupcake each. Yes, absolutely. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you loved this episode. Let me know what you thought by messaging me at Rose Gallagher on Instagram or leaving a review on your podcast provider. And we've now come to the end of series one of Beauty from the Heart. I'll be back really soon. I've already got some fab guests lined up and I'm really looking forward to sharing their stories with you. So I'll speak to you soon. Bye.